Today, an FBI agent involved with the Hunter Biden laptop resigns. Doctors in Florida are upset. They have a SADS because they can't perform gender transition surgery on children. And Corrine Jean-Pierre continues to claim the White House was never briefed on the Mar-a-Lago raid. I find that very hard to believe. We've got all of that and more coming up. And it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Commie, I'm told, John Doyle. Yep, I'm here. Alrighty then, <laughs> moving right along, we've got uh, also joining us at the table, Taylor Hansen, investigative journalist, and uh, my new trans friend yes, from the uh, event. It's, it's Jenny, actually. Oh, I, I'm sorry, yeah, my preferred, sorry, My preferred Jenny, uh, name is Jenny. Jenny yeah. Hansen, who of course uh, went and infiltrated the recent drag event along with me, except he looked way more lovely than I did. I, I will say, say, I look banging. Oh, there was there. Oh, good. They pulled up the picture. There was. Yes. Oh yeah. He, but that doesn't even do it justice. No, you but gotta, you know you what? We see won't. The skirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say we won't. We won't. We won't get too derailed talking about Taylor in a dress. Uh, I want to get to the headlines of the day, starting with uh, Timothy Tybalt. This is a top FBI official who, uh, according to the Republicans in office, they say he smothered, he put the kibosh on the probe of Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election, um, apparently resigned last week and was escorted from headquarters. Uh, according to Senator Chuck Grassley, he hid evidence from FBI Director Chris Wray and, of course, AG Merrick Garland in order to win their approval to open an investigation of Trump. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson also weighed in here that whistleblowers have told him the FBI barred agents from investigating the laptop. And um, gosh, isn't it interesting how all of a sudden all of these slow details about the deep state. Oops, did I say that? I know that's a no-no word, except that it's just entirely true that there is a deep state that is making decisions and running the country uh, unbeknownst to anyone else, sometimes even the president of the United States, at least when it is, in fact, Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, they've got their patsy, they've got their fall guy now, but there's not going to be any accountability beyond, yeah. like, these articles getting written. You know, we say, ah, oh, we got them, but nothing's <laughs> going to happen. I mean, what are these agencies supposed to hold themselves accountable? It's just unrealistic. And, you know, we use the term deep state, and it sounds very conspiratorial mm -hmm. and ominous. It's much less interesting, though it is true. It's literally just this anonymous bureaucracy of people who aren't elected, who exist in D.C., whether it's the FBI, CIA, ATF, you know, all of these three-letter agencies just exist, and they have no term limits and we don't elect them. They just exist. And when there's a, you know, a president like Barack Obama or, uh, you know, someone occupying the title like Joe Biden, they just conduct business as usual. And then when there's someone in there like Donald Trump, what we found out is they just don't follow orders and they just continue to do things as they normally would. And so this is why the executive branch under Donald Trump is different than the executive branch under Barack Obama or even under someone like FDR or Abe Lincoln. Like the president does have the constitutional authority to define what that is. And Trump, I don't think, had the, uh, constitutional literacy at the time, nor did his advisors to really do something that would have changed that. But the good news is that there are articles being written from people in his circle now who are saying he understands what has to happen if he gets back in in 2024, which is to actually purge the deep state, fire all these bureaucrats, replace them with people who are loyal to America. And that's why they're actually scared in doing things like this to, to go after Trump in the meantime. 
Yeah, Taylor. I don't think uh, Big Brain Doyle could have put it any better, honestly. I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that his nickname? <sighs> I mean, I'm a man of many hats, but uh, yeah, I mean. Big Brain Doyle? I mean, but sure. there, there won't be any accountability, like he said. Is, you know, the FBI, it's, it's like when the government investigates itself and they found that they did nothing wrong, it's the exact same thing. The mm -hmm. most accountability you're going to get from this is this article being written. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, oh, slap on the wrist, you're good to go, let's go terrorize some more American citizens, set them up, you know, maybe torture some more mentally ill people, because the FBI is really good at that. It really, it, it does get kind of scary because, I mean, you think about what happens to the people who are paying attention to what's going on within the FBI. And I know both of you guys, Taylor, <laughs> paid a lot of close attention to what's going on at the FBI. But it seems to be this, like, cyclical... She's trying to get us killed. I'm, no, I'm not. I, I've I'm literally said on the show she's once, like, just do it already. She's like, right? uh, John Doyle and Taylor Hanson are closely <laughs> monitoring the situation. Especially Taylor Hanson. Yeah. No, Taylor Hanson, 2475. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, it, it, feel, it feels like they're just setting us up to be in this cyclical trap of uh, they are doing things that we all can see are wrong. They are, they're gaming the system, right? They're rigging the system in their favor. We all see things like with this happening and we're like, that's wrong, and we need to stop it from happening. But then they come in and they start calling anyone who protests against it uh, domestic terrorists. So, and then you get gaslit even more, and, and you get angry, and they're going to game the system more, and you get angrier. And then when someone finally uh, pops the top, and you know, perhaps after they get escorted in, let in by police into a place like the Capitol, um, they start going crazy. And then the FBI and the DOJ and everyone else gets to go, see, we told you guys that they were crazy extremist Republicans. Look at these crazy people. And it's just like this epic game of gaslighting well, no, that never ends. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, the, the FBI has this thing where, you know, they talk about right-wing radical extremists yeah. or they talk about domestic terrorists. And they'll push and push and push somebody. They'll target an individual. And usually this individual is mentally ill, depending on the situations. But in the bombing situations, for the most part, is they'll target an individual that they know has mental, mm -hmm. uh, you know, illness or has some problems with critical thinking and uh, decision making and then next thing you know oh look this person planted bombs but they push you in a corner and push you in a corner until they essentially radicalize you and then they say oh look we got one we got one of those terrorists we're talking about even though they created the terrorists. Mm -hmm. John? Yeah and uh, I think conservatives need to wake up to the reality that this like myth of the neutral institution is simply <laughs> a myth like you know like the FBI is like this like professional bipartisan group of people. There's and, good guys in there. Yeah and there, there's like you know these children just fighting over the toy and the FBI is going to come in and be like okay you know let's have some real justice. There's here. only a few bad seeds within yeah. the FBI. And uh, it's just not true and I mean you know they're claiming that like white people or white nationalists or whatever are the only in and the biggest threat to like the country and domestic terrorism and things like that. But there are virtually no examples of this unless, like you said, they are groomed into doing these mm -hmm. things and they just like slap the label white on like some trans Hispanic guy or something. <laughs> but you know, if you look at actual terrorism, which I think by definition is simply like you know threatening violence or using violence it's to achieve a political ends. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So the FBI does. Or even these like Antifa LARPers the other day outside of by the way, in Texas, this this place that was hosting a drag event for kids, they're standing there in black block with AR-15s literally intimidating people like if you do anything to try to stop this we're going to shoot you mm -hmm. we would love to shoot you and nothing's going to happen because we're in black block the fbi doesn't acknowledge us to be a terrorist group mm -hmm. liberal district attorneys in dallas suburbs what you think they're going to go after us no they were like literally waiting mm -hmm. to do that and the plurality of the response from the right was to look at these photos and be like 
You know what? Antifa exercising their Second Amendment, I support that. Damn it. My golly, OG. Yeah, it's like I'm getting lined up against a wall to be, like, shot. Like, my skull's going to be chipped away like a porcelain doll by these people. And I'm going to be thinking to myself, actually, I've won because I got them to support the Second Amendment. It is real. I mean, you have to laugh so you don't cry is the problem. Like, it is no, whenever, whenever I see the right celebrate, you know, Antifa or BLM, you know, being armed is... It's laughable to me because literally they, the whole reason they're armed is because they want to kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? So you're saying you don't support gun rights for communists? Correct. Like, yes, that is, well, that is I true. had an argument with somebody. I wouldn't say it was an argument, but one of the uh, John Brown uh, gun club members that was actually out there with the AR-15s. And I told him, and I was like, you know, I'm totally fine for you exercising your Second Amendment. But when you show up to a child drag show, to then defend a child drag show... Mm-hmm. And you guys are on testosterone blockers. You guys are on all these hormonal. I mean, your hormones are through the roof. I said, you guys shouldn't be handling a gun. And especially because you guys aren't well-trained. Yeah, you have one to two of them, the leaders of the group, that actually know how to handle a rifle. And then meanwhile, you had the other ones flagging people the entire time with their AR-15s. It's like, you guys shouldn't even be able to own this anyway because of all the crap you inject into your body. I just want to know why they find it uh, to be okay that they want armed security now for drag queens, but Mm -hmm. not for our school children. I find that fascinating. AR-15s are just fine when you're protecting drag queens, but we, please don't put armed security inside people's schools. Then we might be able to save some children. That would be really bad because, you know, I mean, when we're the left, we kind of want to eliminate them in the womb. Why would we want them to grow up? Well, it's, sure. it's the same thing with, it's, it's a perfect example, is when, uh, was it was Elijah Dickinson, the guy that stopped the uh, mall shooter. Mm-hmm. When he shot the mall shooter and that story came out, you had the left and Antifa especially saying, oh, he shouldn't have been armed in there. Right, right. You're like, so you want a mass shooting so and then you can then get the uh-huh. political narrative and bring it back full circle and then shove it in the right's face. Okay, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, um, I want to bring up one other story here before we have to go to break. Uh, the Biden administration has confirmed that the student loan forgiveness that they are offering uh, won't be, it's not going to be a taxable event at the federal level for borrowers, but it could be at the state level. So there are 13 states that could treat Biden's student loan forgiveness as taxable income. This is Arkansas, Hawaii, Idaho, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Mississippi, New York, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, West West Virginia, and Wisconsin. And uh, borrowers borrowers could incur anywhere from $300 to over $1,000 in state taxes, depending on the specific state, if they receive this $10,000 student loan forgiveness plan. This is according to the Tax Foundation. And of course, if you received a Pell Grant, uh, these recipients are eligible for $20,000, not the $10,000. So those figures could double if you are a Pell Grant recipient who does in fact take advantage of the uh, student loan debt forgiveness. And I just, it just pisses me off every time they use the word forgiveness because it's not a forgiveness, it is being paid for in other ways. I completely agree. I would like to clarify my take earlier about oh communists not deserving gun rights. <laughs> okay, look, the framers of our constitution, John, or I think it was uh, James Madison, the father of our constitution, he said that this constitution, this document that they had, they had constructed was quote, wholly inadequate for any group of people who was not moral and religious. 
If you look at people who are arming themselves, standing outside of these places, knowing that children are going to be exposed to this material, they are not moral and religious. That type of population can't be trusted with the Second Amendment and gun rights, frankly. And the problem is, is that conservatives, if they admit to themselves that that, uh, that class of people no longer exists who could handle that type of freedom and responsibility, then they know that they've lost because they haven't conserved anything. And then the whole industry, which makes a lot of people a lot of money, just melts away. You know what other industry makes a lot of people a lot of money? Uh, the student loan industry. Which is what I was talking about. And the Trans Surgery <laughs> Institute, that's which not what we I was will be about. talking about, because I read the outline that the producer wow, sent me. Wow, I know. I was about to say, oh, that's coming did? up next. That's great. I, I will add on to what you loan? were talking Thank about you, on the Taylor. student loans is... I love paying for other people's mistakes. Don't I love you? paying for the gender ideology degrees. Yeah. I actually, I wish that they snuck something in the bill that would have us as American taxpayers pay for uh, gender reassignment surgeries, mm. you know, affirm, affirmating care um, for minors, because please, I think that's really God, what we don't need. Don't give them here. any ideas, please. <laughs> I don't for like the love that of God. Taylor just made me look insubordinate to the host of the show. First trans Antifa militant who gets this guy, I will pay for your sex oh reassignment gosh. surgery. <laughs> Um, I just, you know, you have to wonder if this is going to, you keep seeing all of these radical moves that the Biden administration is making and you keep going like, how is there anybody left at this point that is willing to vote for these people other than I guess the people who have student debt that they want diminished? Okay. I don't know. I mean, because I just think of the average, the, the, the moderate Democrat, I, I don't know how many of them are left, certainly not in uh, the lawmakers. There are not moderate Democrats left. They're only radicals. But let's take the average American who happens to be a Democrat, who is a hard worker, maybe they're blue collar or whatever, and they just think that they've always been Democrat and they must be Democrat. And they've got to be looking at this going like, guys, I can't hardly afford to feed my families. I can hardly afford to, to fill up my gas tank. And you're telling me that now... I'm supposed to help make all of these student loan debts magically disappear. How in the world can we sustain that? I mean, you have to think. I realize a lot of voters are really freaking stupid. I just feel like this has to resonate with people. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think the average bill for an American taxpayer for this is going to be about $2,000. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And you're not going to convince me, firstly, that this is a just thing to do. But also, even if it were, you're not going to convince me that like they received $2,000 worth of education. Like I don't believe that I spent $2,000 on this and then had the general population increase by about $2,000 worth of intelligence. Because college is a total scam. I mean, they started noticing that, like, oh, people who go to university tend to be brilliant. And then they're like, <laughs> Well, the boomers were like, if I just send my kid there, they're going to be brilliant, too. And it's like now you've lowered the average intelligence of what it means to have a college degree. You know, anybody. It's like a driver's license. Yeah. If you show up, yeah. turn in the documents, pay the fee, you're going to get a college degree. It says nothing about you. And frankly, the whole university system basically only existed as a proxy for IQ tests for employers because they made that illegal mm -hmm. because it was racist or whatever. Now they're doing the same thing with mm -hmm. a standardized test to get into college. The whole thing is a scam. It's not real. Yeah. Taylor, last word. I agree. College is a scam. If you're going to spend money on college, don't. That's, that's the easiest way to answer this question is just don't spend money on colleges. You have these, I don't think this, you know, the whole student loan forgiveness thing is really going to have that big of a sway with voters like they say mm. it is. Yeah, it might buy some votes, whatever. But it's not going to have a negative sway for the Democrats like a lot of people think. Is really? Because their voters are so low IQ. I mean, so literally, the, these people, and, you know, I wish I could reach across the aisle and, say, you know, slap them and wake them up. But you can't because they're so programmed. It's, it's literally a game program at this point. It's like we live in a video game. Yeah. I mean, it might as well be GTA 5 if you go and look at Chicago or these other Democrat-ran cities. Um, it would be a lot more fun if it was GTA 5, I will say so myself. But no, these people are very low IQ. They can't really even think for themselves. 
I, I wonder if they are even capable of getting up in the morning and making themselves breakfast. <sighs> I wonder that too, uh, very often. All right, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Cozy Earth. So Cozy Earth is my favorite, my new favorite uh, bed sheets. I did not, I discovered them and now they're a sponsor of my show and I could not be happier to support them because I have to tell you, I'm not making it up. So we have a pair of Cozy Earth sheets, which it's the softest, the softest sheets I have ever slept on and they're self, uh, they're self-regulating for the temperature. So like they're always cool. You're not going to sleep hot in these sheets and they're made from bamboo, which you would think you're like, bamboo is wood. That would be very rough on your skin, but it's not in the way that they process it. It is the softest thing that you will put on your body whenever you go to sleep. So look, um, cozy earth, We've got one pair of Cozy Earth sheets for our bed, and we've got another pair that's non-Cozy Earth sheets. And whenever uh, we're washing the sheets, I will not put the spare sheets on the bed. I will wash the Cozy Earth sheets and dry them and then just put those back on the bed because I don't want to sleep on any other sheets. Trust me when I tell you, you got to go there and get you some. You can save 35% on Cozy Earth's truly awesome bedding if you go to CozyEarth.com slash Y. Enter my special promo code Y at checkout to save 35%. It is backed by a 100-night trial, so you have nothing to lose if you go over to CozyEarth.com slash Y, promo code Y. Medical professionals and parents in Florida are complaining. They're really sad, you guys, because the, of course, highly controversial transgender treatment of children is becoming, as it turns out, when you have a based governor, a lot harder to actually perform. So all of these pediatric uh, centers who do this, they've stopped taking on patients to their gender clinics. They've stopped prescribing puberty blockers and hormones, which I find to be amazing news. Like, I would love to celebrate that. I wish we had some champagne. I would pop a cork. But uh, this chief of pediatric endocrinology at the University of Florida, Michael Haller, was actually characterized as complaining about this in this particular story. Uh, Miami's Nicholas Children's Hospital is one of the facilities no longer taking on kids in its gender program. And the hospital removed the gender program page from its website. Uh, another Miami plastic surgeon, uh, Dr. Gallagher, specializing in gen gender transitions, including on children, said that hospitals are unwilling to allow her to use its operating rooms to perform uh, all of these surgeries. A mother of a 16-year-old biological girl complained that her child's double mastectomy, her child's double mastectomy, <laughs> can I please just, I don't, like, I need to make sure that I am explaining to you how serious this is. A 16-year-old's double mastectomy, not because she has early breast cancer, because her mother convinced her that she needs to chop off her breasts and become a boy, it was canceled. By the hospital, Tampa General Hospital, days before the surgery, and the mother was complaining about that. Wow, poor mother. Maybe you should spend some time in an insane, asyl in an ins insane asylum before you come back and mother your child anymore. Actually, I advocate for more than that, but... We won't get into that. Uh, so all of these, all of these doctors, all of these parents, all of these uh, medical medical professionals, complaining because they can't trans the children. I guess probably because uh, part of the fear stems from DeSantis's comments earlier this month uh, when he said that doctors who perform these surgeries should just get sued. Watch. Talk about these very young kids getting 
gender-affirming care. What they don't tell you what that is, is they are actually giving very young girls mis double mastectomies. They want to mm -hmm. castrate these young boys. That's wrong. And so we've stood up and said, both from the health and children well-being perspective, you know, you don't disfigure 10, 12, 13-year-old kids uh, based on gender dysphoria. 80% of it resolves anyways by the time they get older. So why would you be doing this? I think these doctors need to get sued for what's happening. I'm sorry. How is it possible that we're living in a world where medical professionals feel comfortable complaining that they can't chop off 16-year-old girls' breasts and they, they're just, they're like totally out in the open about it? Yeah, I, uh, I believe in American excellence. You know, I believe in holding us to high standards. And I love the rhetoric there. I love the messaging from DeSantis. But in China, like, they would just hold a public execution for somebody like this. And just, you know, really quick. And, you know, people are like, oh, that's so barbaric. But then they watch shows like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Great shows, by the way. <laughs> the point is, like, our human thirst for violence is getting fulfilled in the media we consume. And it would actually be more productive if we just brought back public executions. You know, there are countries in Latin America, for example, which noticed this trend of crimes being committed and they were going viral and the criminals were bragging about them. So the police started doing this thing where they were releasing videos of themselves. Uh, first, the crime being committed like a carjacking, blah, blah, blah. Then it cuts to them, you know, the police escorting this person out of the back of a pickup truck and then putting them against the wall and you can guess what happened next. And it's like, they've seen this be very successful and there's literally nothing worse than doing this to children. And uh, I think that maybe it's time to draw the line and say, we're not just going to be Americans. You know what? Oh, you're going to cut my son's off? Well, how about I, I sue you for a million dollars? And it's like, okay, that's not going to bring it back, you know? So I think that we need to be serious and treat it very seriously and then maybe, you know, do something a little bit more extreme. Wait, am I getting your watch in the swear jar? Yes. Wow. This is worth, our friendship is worth so much more to me than this. And having offended you by using the D word, <laughs> I don't even want it. Taylor. You are, boy, what have you been up to today? Because you are... <laughs> On a roll, I will just to put it mildly. Way? I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure yet. We'll I, I, I was going to say I had a pumpkin flavored coffee. It's oh. one of my favorite time of the year. You wild animal. But that, that's what it is. All the seed oils got you pumped up today. <laughs> Taylor, go ahead. <laughs> no, is there? There. I mean, I agree with Doyle, but I don't know if I would have said it. But at the same time. I also agree with Doyle. Oh, and I've, I've said on this program before, I believe that, that they should well, get the death penalty. Yeah, well, there's no worse crime. That, that's the reality of it. Correct. I mean, you're chopping children's penises off. Mm -hmm. I didn't use the D word. I use the, you know, terminology. Don't use the D word around correct. Sal. Break your jaw. The, use the D word around <laughs> So disrespectful. <laughs> but no, I mean, chopping kids' penises off because they're a little bit confused or they play with Barbies or getting a double mastectomy. I mean, like, oh, no, am I supposed to feel bad for you that your appointment got canceled to chop your daughter's right. off? Right. Like, are you serious? No. I mean, this is a high highest level of child abuse and honestly these people should be outcast to say the least and maybe we can just give them their own island and they can do all these surgeries themselves don't we already have one we already have an island that they do stuff like this well, I'm actually, not sure that they oh, do wait. genital mutilation. No, what well, they do is actually not even as bad, frankly. And this is controversial because we're so used to being like, pedophiles are the worst. True, but this is literally worse than that. And I think a simple thought experiment would, would prove that. What like, if, if you as a parent, and I'm not a parent, so I don't know, would you rather have your child have their genitals mutilated or have them be molested? Yeah, I, 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 so... <laughs> To your point, this is very fascinating because one of these doctors who's performing these surgeries, who is, of course, on the side of the trans kids, which, as we know, there cannot be, um, they said 
They're prepared to undergo the procedure, and then you get a phone call that the surgery is now canceled. That's quite traumatic. Oh. As if chopping a girl's breast My. off or, uh, you know, turning, uh, making a vagina out of skin on your arm and all of that that goes along in the process is like, you don't think that that's traumatic, but the phone call no. telling them that they can't do it no, my, is just my heart too much hurts. to bear. My heart hurts for the 16-year-old who couldn't get her uh, her breast chopped off. I mean, that is truly so tragic. That's how you know we live in a third world country, is that you know we, we can't even get an appointment scheduled and actually fulfilled to chop a 16-year-old off. It is so it's wild. Tragic. Which, by the way, it's not even like we're against this. Uh, and then it's like, oh, they did it. Well, I guess we'll move on. The complications and the risks after the surgery because your body perceives 60%? what has happened mm -hmm. to it to be mm -hmm. a wound. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's in a perpetual state of trying to heal. And so you have to do all these very weird things actively to prevent it from healing. The risk of infection and death is very high. I plug this every time we watch or we talk about it, but go to BitChute, watch how the sausage is made Oof. if you really want to know what this stuff well, is. What, what was your quote from Mr. Misters about an ax wound? I uh, think why, the audience would enjoy yeah, that. I, I simply asked these single mothers who resent their ex-husbands and therefore their sons why they want to put an axe wound in between their son's legs. And this is like my Matt Walsh, what is a woman question. I'm going to go to all these places and ask, why do you want to put the axe wound in between your son's legs? It's a great well, question. And I'd if love you guys have seen, I, mean, I know you guys have seen, but if the audience has seen the pictures of like post-surgery, when they create a dong, that I mean, I will, oh, I will say, I like they are putting swinging dongs on these kids though. I, like sausages, like triple sausages, mm -hmm. but they look like aliens. They literally, it looks like you took someone's forearm, cut it from here, cut it from here, and then just sewed it on down there. I mean, I don't understand how anybody can look at that and be like, yeah, that's real. Uh, all right, we're gonna go to break. Uh, first, we wanna thank our sponsor, Sweat Block. So, um, look, you guys, I realize that you can't control it, but there are some of you out there who, I'm just gonna be honest with you, okay? I'm gonna be honest with you because no one else in your life is being honest with you. You need sweat block because all of the wet underarm, gross, sweaty armpits going on all the time, especially here in Texas in the summer, is just, it's gross. And I know it's embarrassing to you, but the fact is there is a way to prevent it from happening. That is with sweat block wipes. You apply them at night and they will protect you from all of this embarrassing and gross sweat for like up to seven days. I know this. Not because I'm the sweaty beast, but because my husband is the sweaty beast. And he used them in like the height of the Texas summer. And it really works. I know it works for Glenn Beck as well. He talks about it all the time. They've got the regular deodorant sticks also. If you'd like to try that as well, but I'm telling you, if you are sweaty, go get you some sweat block in your life. You can get 20% off over at sweatblock.com with promo code news. That is sweatblock.com, promo code news. Yesterday, Justice Department lawyers confirmed that the FBI took attorney-client protected documents from Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they acknowledged this in a submission to United States District Judge Eileen Cannon. Uh, they're also, the judge is also weighing a request from Trump's team to appoint a special master to review some of these documents as part of its national security-related criminal investigation. Uh, the judge said over the weekend that, it's that her preliminary intent is to grant Trump's request for a special master, but she would not rule until she hears uh, the government's arguments in full. And look, this is this would be huge if they would actually commit to this because this is what Trump has been requesting 
all along. Um, you know, I find it hard to believe that the man who was right about when everyone else said he's a he's a crazy person, no one spied on him, no one spied on his campaign. Uh, he obviously colluded with Russia, and he's over here the whole time saying, it wasn't me, it was them, they're the ones who did wrong, they're the ones who, uh, you know, conspired and colluded with the Steele dossier, which was completely made up, and he ended up being vindicated, and all of that ended up being true. I find it hard to believe that he would be pushing for the special master if it wasn't because he knew that it would vindicate him. Vindicate him, I can't speak today. Um, so it would be really great to see maybe a positive, you know, a positive detail in this particular case come out. But gosh, the, the odds seem so stacked against him when it comes to uh, the Department of Justice and the FBI and all things judicial system. I will not believe it until I see it happen. Yeah, I think that uh, we're going to find out that the historical record is going to owe a great apology to Donald Trump. And whenever he's precise about something, if you fact check him sincerely, he's never wrong. When he's wrong about things, it's because he likes to speak in very vague terms like, you know, we're building the greatest walls, the biggest we've ever seen, you know, things like that. He just talks, you know, maybe. Uh, OK, how about the vaccine? Uh, well, I could. <laughs> OK. I am concerned about exceptional immorality. I think it is immoral to promote that. I do. But it's, it's kind of the same genres when people are like, oh, the founding fathers? Well, they owned slaves. Everybody at that time owned slaves. Every relevant public figure at the time was promoting the vaccine. DeSantis was too. Sorry, it's just true. Everyone was saying get the vaccine. But he still is. I agree. But, you know, I think that there was probably some shady stuff that went on. I don't know what it is. Did he cuck on that issue? Sure. But it's not like anyone who likes Donald Trump is going to hear him say that and then actually do it. I think that something probably happened that compelled him. But I still think he's our best shot. But um, Trump is right about everything. That was my point. I forgot where I was going with that. But I still stand by it. Okay. All right. You've said your piece. Taylor. I mean, I don't like how he shills for the vaccine. I mm -hmm. do think it's there, there's there's got to be some special interests or something going on with him there. I mean, he's a businessman. We all know this. I, mean, I, but he, I just he, think it could be as simple as ego. I mean, like, it could it be ego, baby, too. It was his he pet project. Yeah. It was a bad decision, but he can't admit it because mm -hmm. he does love him or not. I, I love him. I'm not saying I've made up my mind for 2024. Neither is he. But he does have an ego mm -hmm. that no, could no, prevent absolutely. him from I mean, accepting wrong. It's, it's undeniable that, mm -hmm. you know, he's probably narcissistic, you know, just a little bit, li a little bit of a narcissist. I believe you have to be a little bit of a narcissist in order to run a country. Oh, I mean, I could I could probably agree with you there. I mean, at least to the point of where Trump is. But I think, you know, where he's gone with the vaccine is, you know, and it's not like it's going to lose him support or lose him voters. People freak out about that on the right. And they're like, oh, you know, he's shilling the vaccine still. Oh, it's, you know, Trump is working with the WEF. But of course, it doesn't go that deep. I mean, yeah. it just goes to the point of he's probably making money off of it. It, or he's just too egotistical to actually admit that he was wrong and that these shots are killing people because it was his baby. So speaking of the vaccine, uh, I want to play for you this amazing exchange between, of course, uh, affirmative action failure, Corrine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, and uh, Peter Ducey over a tennis player's inability to play in the United States Open due to uh, its vaccine requirements and how this differs from letting unvaccinated illegal immigrants in the country watch. How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not? Visa records are confidential <laughs> under U.S. law. Uh, therefore, the U.S. government cannot uh, discuss the details of individual visa cases. Uh, due to privacy reasons, the U.S. government also does not comment on medical information. How is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, 
they're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like we actually no. Happening. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what ha what has happened. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not. That's, that's not how. Exactly what's happening. Literally, thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. I can't. Ah, uh, it's that's not how it works. Taylor, you didn't walk across the I didn't border. cross the Rio Grande with immigrants. You know, with not a bunch like a of illegal immigrants. No, that's not how it works, well, okay? I, I will say, some of the worst diseases, some of the worst sicknesses I've ever gotten is from reporting on migrants crossing into America at the border. I mean, my immune system is probably insane. I mean, I'm like Superman now, my <laughs> immune system, because of the type of people that I come in contact with at the border. People from, you know, Ecuador, Venezuela, Somalia, literally all around the world. People aren't even coming in from Mexico anymore. All the Mexicans are already here. Mm. You know, it's not even about that anymore. But it's literally from every single country in the world. And you're telling me that that's not what's happening. It's like I've literally watched hundreds and thousands be processed in a single day. And then they're put on a bus and shipped off into whatever city, you know, they're, they're told to go to. Or they're even, even better, they're put on planes because people that aren't, you know, vaccinated can't fly into the country but they're put on planes and they can be redistributed all across America and they don't even get COVID tested either. But yeah. that's not what's happening. That's not. No way. The White House press secretary said it. OK, hey, so it's medical that's how information. We know. It's private. Yeah, that, that's how we know. That's not how it works, because this brainiac over here said it. Well, in her defense, it is more of a march. I mean, when you take into context, like the large <laughs> amounts of people all in uniform. A hike, maybe. It is more of a, well, I wouldn't necessarily say hike. That implies more planning uh, at the, <laughs> the centralized level in terms of, you know, your rucksack or whatever. This is more of a top-down orchestration, you know, funded by all this weird shadow money. But, yeah, we were coming back from August. Austin, actually, for the white boy summer weekend, and we stopped at a rest stop, and one of these migrant buses was there, and there's all these people filing in, all not women and children, like military-age men, mm -hmm. all filing into the rest stop, and I had this moment where there was this very real, like, ancestral blood memory, where I was, like, <laughs> staring these people down, having, like, a real, like, racist uncle moment, where I was like, you shouldn't be here. Go back, like, leave. And so, yeah, vaccinated, unvaccinated, I don't care. They all need to go back, all back. They're not sending their best, Sarah. You're an exception, but I mean, they're bringing drugs. <laughs> I'm an they're American bringing, citizen. Yeah, they're bringing crime. I was born here. They're rapists, they're bringing disease. Some, I assume, are good people, but no, they all need to go back because, and we're like surprised that this has been the result. Like, you are importing the third world, and the country is now becoming like the third world. It's like, that's the ultimate question that we need to answer is like, can non Western people People perpetuate Western civilization? I think the answer is an astounding no, they cannot. It just is the well, case. And when you bring over violent, inherently violent cultures, because that's where a lot of these people are coming from, mm -hmm. you know, they're fleeing um, tragedies, they're fleeing dictatorships, and just the culture. I mean, you look at the, Af the Afghanis, for example, you know, when the migrant crisis really first started, and we just decided, yeah, let's fly all these Afghanis over. Yeah. I mean, the rape rates within the Afghanis are increasingly high compared to Americans or other countries. And that's for a reason. But you're going to mix all these cultures and, you know, the melting pot, great America. That's what we're supposed to be. No, it's a joke. But when you mix these cultures together, they don't mesh. They just form almost little sub pockets. And then the culture bleeds into each other. And then you end up with high, higher crime rate. You end up with more sexual assaults. And it goes all around the board. Even if you like, let's say, and I, I agree with both of you. But let's just say, hypothetically, just for argument's sake, that all of the people uh, who were coming over here were coming over for a better life and they were all very good people mm -hmm. and Send no rapists, no... But I'm, but I'm saying, like, 
How would you also not assume that if you were allowing these people in without vetting them, that other people would not take advantage of that, that terrorists would not try to infiltrate mm -hmm. and cross our borders? Like, how, how could you not? It, it just it blows my mind that they don't comprehend that even if let's say that that's the case and all of the people are coming over here in search for, of a better life. Well, what happens when you open the door and don't do any checks? You don't think yep. that they're going to be bad people who try well, to mean, take advantage of that? That's, that's literally exactly what's happening, is the large majority of these people coming over is, yeah, they do want a better life. They're coming to America because it's the land of opportunity, and they want to be here. They want to indulge in the culture. At least that's what they say they do, but yeah. then they get here, and they don't like the culture, and they realize that culture back home is honestly better and more moral and less corrupt for a lot of these people. But when you mix them in with each other, I mean, something bad is bound to happen. We're not meant to just coexist like this. I mean, yeah, we can coexist, we can be human beings, but when you're sending millions mm -hmm. every quarter, I mean, that's insane. You're not going to be able to track the terrorists. You're not going to be able to stop. Yeah, you might catch an occasional terrorist trying to cross the border, but I can literally go down to Eagle Pass right now, walk across the Rio Grande and not be detained by Border Patrol. It's that easy. Yeah. I mean, you can walk right into this country you could be, I mean, Osama bin Laden can crawl out of the sea tomorrow and literally cross our southern border and not be apprehended. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got to, uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. My boy Osama. Did nothing at all. The UK posted an updated assessment on the Pfizer COVID vaccine, uh, which... Coincidentally enough, now, now reads, sufficient reassurance of safe use of the vaccine in pregnant women cannot be provided at the present time. Use in women of childbearing potential could be supported provided healthcare professionals are advised to rule out known pregnancy prior to vaccination. Women who are breastfeeding should also not be vaccinated. Convenient, hmm. very convenient. Um, I don't think that any of the women who uh, had stillborns and spontaneous abortions uh, and all of the other horrible things that happened to women who were either pregnant or breastfeeding when doctors pushed them and their jobs forced them to take an experimental job. I am not sure that they are going to get the apology or retribution that they so deserve. Yeah, all these stories are being suppressed and anybody who tries to share them is like demonized by the masses. Mm -hmm. And even all these celebrities who are in seemingly good health, middle-aged, they're just all of a sudden dropping. And, you know, it's not, that's the thing, too. They mischaracterize the argument like we thought that, oh, everyone's just going to all of a sudden just drop like flies. And that wasn't the argument. It was like, this is experimental. It's weird. And I think you're going to see an uptick. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And so they can't explain the uptick. And they'll say, well, it's because of stress from the lockdowns or from climate change or sudden adult death syndrome. And it's not enough to where it's like, oh, you thought it was going to be like the apocalypse. Like it was going to be, you know, uh, what, like uh, one of those apocalypse movies where you wake up and there's cars in the street and like something happened. We follow our protagonists as they try to piece things together. Starring Sarah Gonzalez, <laughs> Blaze TV movies, check it out. But that's not what happened. So they're trying to completely construct a straw man so they don't have to address really what's going on, which is that we were vindicated. Completely vindicated. Well, they're just going to keep doing this. It's just moving the goalposts every single time. And I need that swear jar Doyle for earlier. I said the T word, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't did. mean to. But no, it's, I mean, Taylor's we're, we're like, going to be. I'm going to keep it clean. We're, we're going to be. By the way. Beep. Yeah, basically. We're, we're going to be completely vindicated by the, I mean, by the time this is all over with. But they're just going to keep moving the goalposts, keep changing the stories and saying, oh, no, it's because of this. No, like we literally need Nuremberg 2.0 because of what they have done with this shot is the Veris report are I mean, they're insanely, un I mean, underreported, yet 
you've got hundreds of thousands of people that have had negative side effects and then have literally dropped dead from this. But no, it's sudden death syndrome. I actually, I, 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 I'm glad that you just said that because I want to bring up another story that I think ties into what you're saying about them completely doubling down and continuing this. Uh, the California legislature. Guys, if you are at all conservative in California, get the hell out right now because it is, I mean, it was a dumpster fire five years ago. It's just I, I don't understand how it doesn't just break off and fall into the ocean at this point. California legislature has advanced a bill that would allow the state's medical regulators to punish doctors and they could lose their license. Doctors' medical licenses can be taken for, quote, COVID misinformation, as defined, of course, by the legislature, not necessarily by scientific fact. Uh, so they said that uh, the spread of misinformation and disinformation about COVID-19 vaccines has weakened public confidence and placed lives at serious risk. And of course, they define misinformation as false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus, contrary to the standard of care. Really interesting because I seem to recall, oh, I don't know, five freaking minutes ago when they were telling us that all the decisions, all medical decisions should be made between a patient and their doctor. Now they're saying, actually, your medical decision uh, should be made by the state entirely and the doctor can lose their license uh, if they don't go along with the state's narrative. Yeah, and all the information is paid for by the same people who are providing to you the cure. Uh, and, you know, my patience is gone. I pray for more, but at this point, it's like after two years, mm -hmm. the humiliation, the lives destroyed, you get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's just embarrassing. The, the fact that they have to continue to do this and continue to change the narrative. It's like, how dumb do they think people are? But in reality, they're probably right. Is the good majority of the population is they're so dumb that they look at this or they don't even see the narrative change on any of these topics, especially surrounding the vaccine. And I'm keeping the swear jar right here. You're into some, just in case. You're into some weird stuff. Um, I mean, he's cross-dressing at these events. He's saying, you know, punish me with the swear jar. He's, I don't know about this Taylor Hey, guy. everyone's got our preferences, all right, guys? He, but my preference is to not take an experimental eugenics vaccine that is killing people. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I think a lot of the majority of people are actually that stupid and willing to mm -hmm. go along with it because they wouldn't be at this point that they're at where they are actively passing these bills to eliminate doctors' medical licenses mm -hmm. if society had not allowed them to get that far. This was a very incremental thing throughout well, the last the two and a half years. Science is gay and fake. Is the, the kind of science that they're using, and I've got to put it in Doyle terms, it's gay and fake, is it's literally paid for by the people that want to push it through, and then they do grants. I mean, that's how yeah. all of biology is, almost all of yes. science. You know, Elijah, he was in that field before he got into this, and he's put it perfectly. Is It's literally a scam. It's the highest bidder wins, and whoever wants to pay the most. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Maybe quick last word, quick. Uh, it's not going to be quick. I'll just shut up. Okay, thanks. All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Yesterday, this program, along with everyone else in the entire world, uh, joked that Robert Francis O'Rourke may have put his campaign on pause due to monkeypox. Well, don't worry. Reuters is at it again, and they made sure to fact check the entire joke uh, by saying that uh, following O'Rourke's statement shared online, users speculated that he had contracted monkeypox. The claims and speculation do not cite a source, and spokesman for O'Rourke told Reuters that the claims are inaccurate. He does only have a bacterial infection. Guys, we know. A bacterial infection, huh? Hmm. We know, like, it, How is his dog doing? I don't know. I cannot confirm nor deny if his dog has any lesions. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Um, I'm, I still have questions, though, as far as how you contract a bacterial infection serious enough to land you in the hospital uh, feeling very ill. And serious enough to have you pause your campaign, which mm -hmm. we know is literally, it's, it's a tragedy for anyone that doesn't. I mean, better O'Rourke, I hope you lose. But I mean, people in the past that just pause their campaign in the middle of campaigning, it usually never turns out well for them. Yeah. So it had to be pretty important. But I would just like to point out the left has no sense of humor because they couldn't even, it's like, yeah, it was like, you don't need to fact check this. It was a joke. It, I, I, thought that, I thought we were clear on that. I thought that was clear. Yeah, to, well, to have a sense of humor, you have to have a low level of narcissism because you have to be able to take a joke, and then you have to have a low level of neuroticism because you want to be able to have a good understanding of the world around you, and the left doesn't exactly have those things, so yeah, of course, they, they can't take a joke. And, and they're, like, the memes that they make aren't even funny. No. Look at Saturday Night Live. No, when horrible. is the last time that has ever been funny? I can't even remember. I don't recall. Decades. Since since my my good friend Rob Schneider was on there, that, it was funny well, that SNL is actually drag currently. So my good according, friend according, Rob according to the, the ISD teacher. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.